trying to figure out what to do next. Um, so much information that came out just yesterday. Why did that come out yesterday? Who put that report out? On what topic? Um, China. I guess that was a CDC report. The China cover-up that continues to be a big story. China! Uh, That's right, sir. Um, bah, 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 bah. China deliberately suppressed or destroyed evidence of the coronavirus outbreak, as we, if we've been talking about. Oh, more racist xenophobia from Jack Armstrong. In, quote, an assault on international transparency that cost tens of thousands of lives. Jeez, it's going to end up being hundreds of thousands of lives. Beyond a doubt. According to a dossier prepared by concerned Western governments on the COVID-19 contagion. This just came out yesterday. The 15-page research document obtained by the Saturday Telegraph lays the foundation for the case of the negligence being mounted against China. And they really lay it out in specifics. I mean, yes, quite the timeline uh, of everything. Tucker Carlson got into it a little bit yesterday. Maybe we'll let's listen to him and then I'll fill in any any uh, gaps that aren't included in this clip. I'm sorry. It's the one minute clip that uh, Hanson just came up with. So do we have a number for that, Hanson? 48 heels. 48. <laughs> this is that. In the middle of an outbreak that became a global pandemic, they banned research. Day by day, this cover-up became crazier and more intense. From January 5th to January 18th, Wuhan officials refused to offer any updates on the spread of the virus. On January 14th, the chief of China's National Health Commission warned, in private, that the Wuhan coronavirus was very likely to become a, quote, major public health event. In other words, a disaster in which many would die. But the Chinese government hid that news from the world. We didn't know because they hid it. Ten days later, authorities in China blocked the Wuhan Institute of Virology from sharing viral samples with colleagues around the world, including at the University of Texas. Meanwhile, Chinese doctors who tried to warn the public, and there were several, were arrested, punished, and possibly murdered. On January 2nd, Chinese state media announced the arrest of eight people. Chinese police warned the public not to, quote, fabricate rumors, not to spread rumors, not to believe rumors. So why was China doing all of this? To save face, obviously, but there were other reasons. Uh, Yeah, and then he goes into what I actually think is the most interesting portion of this whole thing, is how at the same time, and this is where I get into how smart China is at being evil, at the same time that they were hiding this and threatening doctors and bleaching the market and doing all these different things to hide it, they were ordering some of the stuff they knew they were going to need. The masks, the gowns, the medicines, the hospital beds. They were preparing for it, gathering stuff from all around the world, buying from other countries, hoarding this stuff, knowing that the best way for us to be able to get a hold of all this stuff is if we tell you there's nothing to worry about or if you don't know about it. I mean, right. really clever and... and, and uh and super devious, obviously. Chinese asshole! That's a good point. I hope the Trump administration is fast enough on its feet, and I think Mike Pompeo gets this, uh, to, to go to all of the countries under China's sway now and say, look, <clears throat> you're, you're in a deal with the devil. We understand they've been, it would seem they've been generous with you know their aid and their Belt and Road crap and the rest of it, but... You are making a serious mistake getting under China's sway. If they will do this to the world, what will they do to you? Come on over to Uncle Sam. I mean, we got our faults, we got our sins, but the free market, you're going to love it once you get used to it. You know, th- th- this could be a major moment in kicking China back to its, you know, relatively minor status. New Year's Eve, the Chinese Internet authorities were censoring the terms on social media because it was starting to spread around and people were talking about it. 
Yes, New Year's Eve. So they cracked uh, crack down on that. New Year's Day, eight Wuhan doctors were warned. Uh, uh, who warned about the new virus were detained and condemned. So they were arrested. So that it, was it New Year's the, Day. That goes way back to January 1st. It is utterly beyond a doubt to me that the West Coast of the United States had many cases uh, in the last two months of 2019. It's just beyond a doubt. If it was, if it had developed to the point that the Chinese authorities were warning doctors and threatening people and cracking down on Jan 1, and there are thousands of people who go back and forth to China from the West Coast of the U.S. every single day, it's absolutely true. And then, uh, you know, I've mentioned it before, but we had a number of emergency room doctors, nurses, and pulmonary specialists say there was what we were calling this weird flu in November and December that was making people very sick, filling the ERs and the ICUs, and and the people were not responding to the normal treatments, and everybody was completely befuddled. This is November and December. So the very beginning of December, they had uh, they had cases there in Wuhan. Um, April seventeenth, they released their official fatality uh, number of twelve hundred and ninety. Huh. I mean, that's that's silly. Knowing right. the now, way this spreads, China. Yeah, you know, I'm going to start claiming away weigh hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> you know. The Chinese model. But knowing the way this spread in New York... you know, I'm sorry, and, you know what? If I was going to follow the Chinese model, I'd have to claim I'm five pounds. Right. It would have to be a completely uh, impossible number. Not right. an unrealistic number like 120 pounds, but an right. impossible number like five pounds. You right. need to say you weigh five pounds. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> because 1,290 in a city of 11 million people, horrible health care, people packed in like sardines... None of them knew it was happening. Nobody's, you know, nobody's preparing for it or social distancing or anything like that. You know, it just devastated that area. And right. by by middle April, they're claiming twelve hundred ninety deaths. They were having that many deaths a day in New York at its worst. Uh, and Wuhan claims their total in April was a twelve. I mean, that's just so hilarious. And then, and then you got to add the other part of well, one: the media reporting those numbers as well. China had twelve hundred ninety deaths. The they media. were able to limit the spread through their incisive and and, and far seeing policies. And then, of course, the World Health Organization going along with all of this all, every step of the way, uh, keeping it quiet, l- allowing China to bar them from going in and testing and all that sort of stuff. It's just the, the, this is the story that's got to be got to be written at the end of it. Um, and get this is what's got to be made into a movie that I hope everybody watches. The part mm-hmm. with the World Health Organization, what was going on the ground in China, all that sort of stuff. Because, geez, it's just, it's so damned maddening. Yeah, but nobody's going to make that movie because in liberal Hollywood, they would never, uh, you know, never give any credence to that, uh, that storyline. Chinese production company <laughs> would horn in on the, the funding of it so they wouldn't right. be allowed to criticize China in the movie. Right, exactly. It's a good point. But Meanwhile, they, over yeah, go ahead. But these things, you know, everybody knew something like this was going to crop up again in human history. This is inevitable. It'll happen again. What is not inevitable is having countries get to lie about it and kill the doctors who are reporting on it and getting world organizations to go along with the cover-up. That is not inevitable. That's the part yeah. we can control. And that's why I think it's so important to look at that end of it. Yeah, it, it it's going to be a tough nut to crack because it, it's like um, I'm thinking back to the Sopranos. 
You know, Tony Soprano's neighbors knew who he was and what he was, but they had an uneasy existence with him over the back fence, and you had to go along to get along, and, and that's the way it is with China and these world organizations. They figure, listen, if we call China on their BS or oppose them or whatever, number one, they won't participate, and we lose, uh, what are they, like a fifth of the world's population at this point, roughly? Uh, a little less probably, but... Um, and we lose their funding and the rest of it. So these usually Euro or African globalist dreamers just put up with China being an utterly uh, uncivilized player in the game. And it's it's disgusting to watch. So watch, you know, old Dr. What's-His-Name at the WHO. Why does he still have his job, by the way? How can he possibly still be in that gig? But to see him drop his pants for the Chinese, even as they're... Uh, uh, doing their worst? Ah, it's sickening. It is. It's it's enough to make you so cynical. Um, what's the point? What's the point of any of this crap? What's the, what's? What? Well, it's it's uh, an interesting question because it's not an entirely one sided answer. Back to the Tony Soprano, uh, you know, um, uh, metaphor. Y- you have a relatively peaceful life in a really nice neighborhood. China's involvement in the WHO has real benefits. Usually, they're reasonably honest about what's going on health-wise. They fund it. You have data from 1.4 billion people. So the world is better off with them in the WHO than out of it, probably. But once in a while, you run into a situation like the one we're dealing with right now where their behavior is just so repugnant, it it makes you wish they weren't. Well, we don't have to go along with the lie. The New York oh, Times no. doesn't have to go along with the lie. Right. That's what's so crazy is to uh, to watch the lefty media, just because they must at every moment be anti-Trump, uh, be pro-whoever Trump is opposing at the moment. That would, would be... Whether it's Joe Scarborough or China. That would be the... the maybe that would be the adv- advantage of a Joe Biden presidency, that the media would stop being anti-everything the president says. All the time. <laughs> to the point of, I mean, Trump derangement syndrome is a handy phrase that's thrown around. I remember people talked about Obama derangement syndrome. But it has actually become derangement. Like the New York Times of late, the last couple of days, printing these wild, way outlier uh, projections that the White House immediately says, no, 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 no. We did not vet this. We did not adopt this. Our coronavirus panel doesn't think it's right. This is a, a crazy outlier. But not only does the New York Times run with that story big, they're still running with it big tomorrow. And don't even mention in their coverage, don't even tip their cap to the fact that Dr. Fauci and Burks have said, no way on this project. No way. It's not, it's just not accurate. So they're just utterly dishonest. They're deranged. Um, uh, the changing economic situation that just, you know, sand, uh, is a loose sand uh, to moving underneath our feet is what's going on there from an investment standpoint. Explain that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. best in the game, but I'm not getting into a war of words with Mike. Clyde was a threat. 
you know, I'm not saying he wasn't a threat, but me being compared to him, I, I took offense to that. I'm working for NBC. I'm covering the finals. So the night before game one, we were at Michael's house playing cards, and he said, you know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to give it to this dude. Ooh. That's from uh, Last Dance. That's the, the Michael Jordan Bulls documentary that so many people are watching. The music's a little too dramatic. Yes. If it's if it's the assassination of JFK, you can use that music. And then Lee Harvey picked up the weapon he would use to kill the president. Not the who's better between Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan argument. We were playing cards, and he said, I'm going to get that dude. Yeah. It's a little overwrought. <laughs> I do find it neat and convenient that Michael or Magic Johnson left out the time at which they were playing cards over at Michael Jordan's house the night before game one of the NBA Finals, because I don't think that was a, a friendly afternoon game. <laughs> uh, right, that was part of the focus was the gambling stuff the that other was, night. That was a big part of it, and I think that's a lot of what Jordan was kind of inferring when he was talking about people aren't going to like me after this, because it kind of shows I'm a gambling addict. I was pretty surprised he was out at 2 o'clock in the morning the night before a conference finals game, mm. he's in Atlantic City gambling. Yeah, uh, uh, well, he makes his living at night. Yeah, it's not as bad because <laughs> yeah. their their circadian rhythms sure, or whatever they sleep they, till they, noon or they whatever. They peak at you know seven to nine p.m. Yeah. in terms of that stuff. But uh, my favorite scene from this last weekend's pair of episodes was Michael Jordan loses twenty dollars to a Chicago Bulls. I think he's a security chief or security. He's not a security guard, but he works for the arena security. And they're they're lagging quarters against the wall, and uh, he loses twenty bucks to this guy. And the guy gives him the Michael Jordan shrug after he beats him, and Jordan looks legit pissed, like as mad as I've ever seen any of my friends that he lost twenty dollars to a security guy lagging quarters, like in the locker room after the game. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hey, a little extra point of enjoyment if you are enjoying the uh, the series is uh, Michael Jordan's giant mansion compound. That has the twenty three on the gate that they show occasionally. That's for sale right now. Oh, yeah, and it's it come down. It was originally listed for like forty two million dollars or something like that. He's all the way down to fourteen eight fifty five. Ooh, fourteen million eight hundred fifty five. It's uh, it's a roomy place, Jack. Uh, plenty of room for you and the boys and the goats. Frankly, nine bedrooms, nineteen bathrooms. Inexplicably, two uh, th- bathrooms per bedroom. Uh, 32,000, uh, plus square feet. Jeez. Including an NBA sized uh, gymnasium. 10, 3,200 square foot homes. <laughs> 10 yes. giant homes. Yes. 10! Yes. Um, and, uh, it's been on, uh, the Zilla website, for instance, for, well, it's like eight years now. <laughs> oh, jeez. So they're having a little trouble moving it. It's, has an NBA regulation sized court. And like eight different uh, relaxation areas, regulation-sized gym, there it is, circular infinity pool, putting green, tennis court, cigar room. A full-size basketball court in my home would not get the use. It'd be like the hot tub I recently bought. Do you think, Very seldom gets used. Do you think there's a <laughs> thousand people in America where that house makes sense to purchase? Maybe no. 500? Yeah, well, wouldn't be 1,000. maybe. They'd have to be professional athletes. You should see the gym. The gym is enormous hey, I with more... every piece of exercise exercise equipment you've ever imagined, and it comes furnished, by the by. Yeah, that's the trouble with selling stuff like that. The more I think about it, uh, so just the financial wherewithal would be a small number. Then you get to the of the homes to choose from. You yeah. want one with a gym and all that, a full gym and all that. There might be 
It might be single digits. People that would have any interest and could afford that. It would almost have to be NBA players. Because I've seen the cribs of some Major League Baseball players, and they're pretty amazing and ridiculously large and have their own gym and the rest of it. But you have a basketball stadium. How many people want that? Yeah. It'd be kind of fun. I was thinking bit. NBA stars and like like young music stars who, you know, just yes. hit, get, all of a sudden they have two commas in their bank account and don't know what to do. Like, I could see them doing that and, you know, shooting music videos in the gym or something. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, it's $15 million. Uh, so, Jack, you're going to want to finance it, and your estimated payment is $90,000 a month. Oh, well, oh, the, the problem with that <laughs> is if, that if somebody gave it to you, you couldn't afford to keep it. There's no. no way you could afford to keep it. I'd Airbnb oh, it. I'd figure out a way. <laughs> Wait a second. Here's, here's what would your electric bill be every month just to keep it at like a reasonable temperature? I can't imagine. How much These is the property taxes are? Property taxes are ten thousand dollars a month per oh. month. Yeah. Yes. See, so 120 oh. grand a year in property taxes. But uh, most people couldn't afford the air conditioning bill, and the, you know, to, to heat. I'm sure there's a pool to heat and everything. Oh yeah, it'd be thousands per month for your electric bill. Period. Yes. Oh yeah, and then please. unless you're just going to let it go wild, you'd need a gardener. You'd be looking at another thousand a month, maybe more. Plus, yeah, you got to have a guy with that weird push room to keep the basketball court clean. <laughs> Wipe up your sweat. I need a mascot. And Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Four million unemployment claims in California since mid-March, and the state can't pay anymore. You know, look, and the governor there saying basically it's uh, unemployment insurance trust fund is is, is almost depleted here, and they're going to keep paying people, so they're tapping the federal government uh, for help to do that. So that's a thing. California, first state to borrow money from the feds to continue paying out unemployment benefits. The ironically named Golden State uh, borrowed $348 million in federal funds after receiving approval to tap up to $10 billion for this purpose through the end of July. Sorry, rest of the country. Yeah. Pay up, fools. <laughs> the U.S. government also approved loans of up to $12.6 billion for broke, Democratic-run Illinois and up to $1.1 billion for broke, Democratic-run Connecticut through the end of July. All three of these notorious, bloated, big government nanny states. Not a coincidence. Yes, the more poorly managed your state is, the more likely it is to receive federal dollars. Just to get used to that math. Which fits in with, to a certain extent, the more poorly run your life is, the more likely you are to get uh, taxpayer money. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. You reward bad behavior, you get more of it. And on that topic, strip clubs are fighting to stay open uh, during have the pandemic closed? response. Uh, yeah. Some have, but they're arguing that we are, uh, well, it depends where you're talking about. Mm-hmm. This story happens to be from Texas. Where strip clubs are claiming, look, we're restaurants. We're in food service. Uh-huh. We happen to have, we happen to have uh, adult themed entertainment, but <clears throat> as long as less than 50% of your sales come from alcohol, you are not a bar, you are a restaurant. 
And if you have uh, dancers uh, dancing uh, during people's delicious dinner, that doesn't change the fact I'm that sure you are the, indeed. I'm sure the food is very good. Oh, I'm sure that's why people go. Probably families and, you know, lots of women there for lunches <laughs> and for all. because the menu. Of... <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll have the chicken fingers, Daddy. <laughs> why is that woman's boobies flying in my face? Well, son, they have adult-themed entertainment here. You know, that gets into the complexity of what's open and what's not. Governor Inslee in Washington has allowed Petco to be open and grooming pets. But this person says, my groomer can't be open because she doesn't sell dog food. Oh, for goodness sake. So she sakes. can't open, and I can't get my hair cut, so I wonder if Petco grooms humans. <laughs> Can I go in as a human, like crawl on my hands and knees and you cut my hair? <laughs> I identify as a dog, all right? Now cut my hair. <laughs> yeah, well, that just, and it, what a beautiful illustration of the arbitrariness and stupidity of centrally planned economies. They don't have time nor interest in getting any more precise or logical than that. They just, Petco's got dog food, they're open. Dog food, groomer, they don't, so they're not. It's just, it's like the Soviet Union. Read about the Soviet Union, my friends. We're living through a lot of their central planning. Um, so uh, Texas is is um, wrestling with how to treat their skankatoriums. I'm sorry to hear that. Skankatoriums. That's not uh, charitable. Yeah, There might be de- somebody charity dancing there, but that's not charitable. Uh, the D.C. metro area, meanwhile, is uh, still, it's it's one of your hotter hot spots, although it's not nearly as hot as New York, in spite of the horror porn you might read. And I'm uh, interested in that because the date has been set for my beloved daughter to return to her life, more hmm. or less. Uh, she's going to fly back to the D.C. metro area in the middle of May. Well, I guess uh, a week from Saturday, I think. Um Mostly because she's her lease is up and she's got to move her stuff from her old place to her new place. But she, as long as she's there, she's going to hunker there and um, wait for her job and her internship and her research assistance thing to start again. So, well, so there's going to be a lot of that going on across the country. And Sean and I were just talking during the commercial break. What, what if, what if you know people people are slowly getting back to their normal lives, whether sanctioned or not. Clearly. And mm-hmm. what if we had another round of this? What if uh, just walked in Dr. Gottlieb and he's he's believing a second wave will come or uh, loosening the restrictions will bring it back or whatever? I just I can't imagine what our national psyche would be like if there were an announcement. OK, it's way it's taken off again. We got to close. I, I don't think you could get us to close back down. I don't know what we would do. We might just all groan and lay on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I think the national psyche would be bummed. We'd no, be very no, we're not. We're not doing this again. While our supply chain issues probably haven't been solved, my my hope, and again, hope is not a strategy, is is that uh, the PPE, the protective equipment, would be much more readily available, and people would know. Okay, time to right. mask up and go to the store. True time that. to true that. I'm, wearing, I'm I'm using a glove to open the door, and yeah. I'm wearing a mask and all that sort of stuff. That makes a big difference. We're already uh-huh. used to teleconferencing for people who have this. This was the first time doing it. I, I think there right. would be some eases, and I would hope that the supply chain stuff has is not fixed, but is better than it was, you know, two months ago. Well, and I also hope. That well, it's uh, it's beyond hope. I think it's it's almost uh, unavoidable that the response would be less stupid, arbitrary, heavy-handed, one-fits-all that some of our nation's more dopey governors have engaged in, 
and and we the people would say, all right, look, we saw what worked, we saw what wasn't necessary, we saw what was overreach. I got a pretty good idea how to protect myself. And um, oh, interestingly, just as an aside, the wearing of a mask or not has become an emblem of your tribal affiliation in Washington D.C. That if you're a liberal, you throw on the mask, and if you're a conservative, you don't. Which strikes me as just ludicrous, but. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't need some, to hear from you people. Because um, I live in a county that masks are mandatory. Uh, Again, go with the gorilla mask. And it's interesting because I, I was trying to find this video game, Animal Crossing. You can't find Nintendo Animal Crossing anywhere right now. You can't buy a Nintendo Switch in America. That's impossible. But the, I found one copy of Animal Crossing, but I had to go to like three different Target stores to do it. And then I crossed the county line. And uh, every, the target there, everybody's walking around with no masks on. Just Come right to my county, line. you'll be shot on sight. Just fair warning. With a mask or without a mask? <laughs> Either no, way. just you as an individual. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just thought that was interesting. I mean, you, you, uh, the only way I knew I'd crossed a county line was nobody had masks on at this target. There's no other demarcation. It's not like less crowded or more humid. or <laughs> I mean, there's no mm. difference. It's just it's where the county line is drawn. So speaking of arbitrary. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I had another point to that. But the masks and not wearing the mask. Oh, gorillas. Uh, Gorilla got, mask wearing. We've gotten a number no of texts. <laughs> we've gotten a number of texts from people that there's no blank and way I'm wearing a mask. You won't get me to wear a mask. I mean, just really, it's a, uh, um, a point of pride that you're not going to make me wear a mask. Yeah, I don't get that. And, and I've run into people like that too, and they tend to be of a certain, uh, mindset about a variety of things, a lot of which I agree with. Um, it, it's, it clearly helps slow down the spread although there are plenty of places including honestly where i live where there are so few cases i mean it is really being cautious to wear a mask there's nothing to spread just depends entirely where you are and and, well it should in uh, depend entirely on where you are it tends to to be more about the politics of the place where you are. I think, though, uh, I I think I've noticed this in my life. If you have RBF, wearing a mask, just I, I'm be- my life is better in public with a mask on. Oh, resting biatch face. <laughs> yeah, took me a minute. I was like Ruth Bader Finsburg. <laughs> oh, resting bitch face. I've yes. got that. Yes, I look yes, like, clearly. I look like I'm scowling. I look I look like I'm mad, even if I'm not. When I've got the well, mask and you on, you have. Uh, I have dancing eyes. You have <laughs> clearly uh, a resting bitch voice too. You've talked about that, right? I always sound sarcastic, angry, and or sarcastic when you're not. Yeah, uh, which is a problem. Oh, it's a problem. My kids are. What are you mad about? I'm not mad about anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but uh, was it? oh, so I think I might just keep wearing the mask, just because I'm, I'm more approachable and likable with the mask on. I I, I don't or think it's a, a terrible idea. Um. Maybe you can have a mask fashioned that's, you know, like you've seen those T-shirts that are like a picture of the grandkids or whatever. Have a mask fashion that's the lower half of your face smiling and looking approachable. And unless people got very close to you, they wouldn't realize it's a mask. And I don't know, it might help your, uh, I don't know, your rep. So Lyft is changing its ways. That's the competitor to Uber, the Pepsi to Coke's Uber. Uh, Lyft is changing in ways. Is this because of coronavirus? They're going to expand its program to provide cheaper rides to customers if you're willing to wait longer for your pickup. Mm. 
So it seems the crux of this was the the budget option for these ride sharing programs was to share a ride with somebody else. I don't want to do never. that. Yeah, yeah, it, never. I'm never oh. going to do that. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, and so this seems to be their way to kind of combat that. We're still offering something for those uh, in that price range, but uh, you just have to wait a little bit longer and we'll come get you. So I get a solo ride, but I got to wait longer. Yep. I say you, you pair like the the people who don't want to pay as much with the lower ranked drivers, <laughs> so you can order like a five four three. And if you you got very little money, it's going to be some surly guy. He's going to be probably a little drunk, spouting yeah. obscenities, has and has no idea where, in the car, has no idea where he's going. But it's you know pretty cheap. I think that would be fair. Why would I'd like be, a good three star driver? Why would he's, that be? He smells weird, but why why would that be any different than the other part of life? I don't have as much money. I eat at two-star restaurants instead of five-star restaurants. Well, yeah. I stay at one-star hotels because I'm going to spend 60 bucks instead of 200 bucks. Why wouldn't it be the same with Lyft and Uber? I'm going to pay less, and I get the two-star driver who yells at you and and toots a lot. (laughs) Right. Right. Openly hostile. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it's it's like your uh, high-dollar steakhouse restaurant where the steak alone costs you $45. You got a different sure. waiter. What is the difference? You get yeah. what you pay for. Look, I can get you to the airport for $7, but I'm going to leave the windows up and two. That's just it's the bargain you strike. I don't need it, but I'm looking forward to going out to eat. You know, I could never eat out again the rest of my life and be perfectly happy. I realize I'm an outlier on that. I have no need to ever be in a restaurant again in my life. So a lot, a lot of the shutdown for me has been not, not noticeable. Yeah, you're yeah. telling me you huh. could go your whole life without another chicken fried steak from Black Bear. Diner. I want a chicken fried steak, but I don't need to be, eat it in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, well, you are an outlier, but that's okay. Yeah. That's why you're so uh, uniquely something. Right that there. and my dancing eyes, <laughs> and my RBF for the lower half of my face. Yes, it's a conundrum, really, for my whole face. Very hostile. Um, I want to give you a little more on the whole mask wearing is symbolism in DC. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's really interesting. I uh, there are times that I depart from some of my uh, hardcore uh, America loving Second Amendment friends. Um, I, I don't know. I I, I try to be open minded about that. You won't wear a mask. Why? Text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Energy Department reports in the past week gas prices have actually gone up about two cents a gallon to a buck seventy nine for regular unleaded nationwide after dropping because of historically low oil prices and few people driving. Now the people are beginning to venture out. Prices are starting to rise again, but still the price of regular unleaded is a dollar ten per gallon less than a year ago. Buck seventy nine in most of the country. Of course, anybody living in California, that sounds fanciful, but uh, that's where it is. It's starting to go back up again, which is weirdly good news. The, pre- the President Trump tweeted out, oil prices on the rise. Good news. And that was never true my entire life until uh, until we became a big oil producer and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, we got two texts uh, from one of our funnier texters. Is it true that a murder hornet sting gives you immunity from COVID-19? I wasn't closely listening. Huh. And yes, the, and that is true. And this seek one, one out and and poke it. 
And this one, which is unfortunate. Does Gavin Newsom loosening restrictions mean I can date my best friend's wife? That's an unfortunate <laughs> reference. That uh, Google it if you if you need to know oh, more. It's just, boy. Really, they're not connected in any way. Thank you for using the term date. That is one of a couple of verbs you could use for what's okay to do with your best friend's wife. Yeah, <clears throat> oh, don't we all have unfortunate yep. uh, mistakes we yes, made, Jack, we in life? Yeah, we do. Who, who am I to judge? Don't, I'm a talk show host. can't That's judge it. people by their worst moment. <clears throat> sure yeah. we can. Speaking of being a talk show host, I, you know, I have to remind myself occasionally that... Um, most people don't have radio talk shows that are heard around the country and indeed around the globe via the wonders of the Internet. Um, and and they want to communicate how they feel about things one way or another. And we have not only the luxury, but the contractual obligation to say what we think about stuff uh, for as long as you folks are kind enough to listen. And so I, I do have to allow people to express themselves. Uh, on the other hand, I find it interesting and kind of odd that, as Politico writes, the mask has become the ultimate symbol of a new cultural and political divide. Uh, for progressives, masks have become a sign that you take the pandemic seriously and are willing to make a personal sacrifice to save lives. Prominent people who don't wear them are shamed and dragged on Twitter by lefty accounts. On the right, where the mask is often seen as the symbol of a purported overreaction to the coronavirus, mask promotion is a target of ridicule, a sign that in a deeply polarized America, almost anything can be politicized and turned into a token of tribal affiliation. I think that was a pretty good sentence, though I slaughtered it. Uh, that is what happens a lot these days. Everybody has a political tribe and wants everybody to know which one they're in. And then they mention Mike Pence and Laura Ingram saying all sorts of stuff. Uh, but um, Pence, by the way, toured a ventilator factor in Indiana and, and threw on a mask. Hunter Pence? Uh, Mike Pence? Mike Pence. Not uh, former and future Giants. That's a baseball team. Hunter Pence, star. Uh, moving along, so I just, you know, I've, I've caught that uh, that attitude among some of my friends. I'm no effing way I'm putting on an effing mask. I'm, 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 I'm. I, no, it's not, it's not for you. It's to keep from spreading the thing. Well, Although, i got to admit, I probably wouldn't have worn one if my wife didn't make me, and then my county made it mandatory, so it wasn't a choice. I, I probably wouldn't have. Hmm. I wish I knew if I'd had the damn thing, the corona. I mean, because now they're saying 50 to 90% of the cases are asymptomatic. Right. So how the heck would I know? I'm I'm constantly achy <laughs> just because I'm getting old and, and won't admit it, so I keep doing sportsy stuff. So, you know, I yeah, God, I'm aching worse than ever. It's probably because I just I played too much golf and I you know, blah blah blah. So I don't know, maybe I had it. Um Oh, in Oklahoma City, and this is uh I'm sorry, it's not actually Oklahoma City, it's a city in Oklahoma. That's a funny uh, headline. They originally in, um, oh, what town was it? They had enacted the rule that you must wear a mask, and, uh, and, and various shop owners were saying, I'm sorry, you can't come in without a mask, and people were threatening violence yeah. and destruction. And so, uh, was it Stillwater? I can't remember. Uh, so they backed down because they said, uh, look, sorry, we can't put, uh, you know, average people in charge of, Enforcing this because people are getting so hostile about it. No, you can't make the 20-year-old clerk at the dollar store force some dude to wear a mask. Can't do that. 
Yeah, it was still water. The mayor apologized and said, Oklahoma Look, State. we don't have the uh, the cops enough to do this. And and uh, obviously we can't have, you know, Jack's 20, 20 year old clerk enforcing the order. Although I don't I don't get being hostile about it. I mean, I was told I had to throw on a mask to go into a grocery store. And I said, ah, oh, darn it, I left it in the garage and went home and got it. I mean, I just I don't was, take it personally. I was at the uh, Noah's Bagels in my town, and it's mandatory you have masks on. And there were a couple of very large dudes, construction workers, uh, in the in the bagel store with no mask on, and nobody said a word to them, I noticed. Uh, whereas at other places where they wouldn't let you come in, nobody's going to go tell those guys you got to put a mask on, I guess. It was pretty clear by their demeanor they would not. they were not going to put a mask on. So Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the mask. See, I don't. Uh, well, whatever. I know people feel strongly about this stuff, and it's a tribal affiliation. I'm, I don't feel like getting in the way, frankly. I just want this whole stupid Chinese bat fever to be over. A mom defied two hundred million to one odds by naturally conceiving identical triplets. Wow! That basically never happens. Wow. Naturally conceived that so you really had no expectation of having more than one kid then. Um, Why are you giving all the credit to the woman? You one of those third wave feminists or something? There's a fella involved, right? There's some very special sperm involved. Identical triplets. Two hundred one men when did her life change immediately? Uh, huh. Congratulations. Seems like a handful. Oh my god. All Seems like a sitcom. Ago. Yeah, it does. 